Welcome to the Church of Philadelphia podcast. Get ready for this message to ignite your faith as the power and love of God is shared through his word. We have been talking about encounter all year, right? That is our sermon, our overarching sermon series for the whole year, encounter. We've been talking about different parts of that. So first we talked about prayer. And then we talked about praise and now we're in worship, the faces of worship in Jesus name. And the title of today's word is generational worship. Amen. Amen. Generational worship. Praise God. I want to go over the definition for worship. Amen. Okay. Um, <laughs> we know that worship is, you know, adoration, strong adoration. And we're talking about for God. We're talking about for God in this time. And, you know, I know we sometimes worship a lot of different things <laughs> and a lot of different people, but we definitely need to make sure that we're focusing on and worshiping God. Amen. Praise God. And so just going to give my this foundational um, scripture from where I'm coming from today, um, where this all originated and started from. And that is going to be Psalm 145 and 4. It says, one generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. Amen. Um, and so what God was dealing with me about with this particular scripture is that it's our responsibility, those of us that are grown, right? Those of us that are adults, those of us that are hold a position of authority in the lives of those um, that are, that we impact. It can be our children. It can be those that we lead as far as ministering to and discipling and things like that. So, um, it is our responsibility to teach those after us how to praise, worship, and honor God. Um, I am a teacher or I'm in education <laughs> by profession. And so um, just as important as it is to teach children um, their letters and sounds, their names, their birth dates, those essential foundational things to be successful at school and in life. Um, learning how to honor the creator is just as if not more important. And so we have this responsibility, like I said, for those of us that hold those positions, um, those that were people with our, um, are we influenced the lives of others, those that look to us, those that, you know, receive counsel from us. If you are, you know, in ministry and you have a title, things of that nature, even if you're just a believer, if you're a saint, like you have a position of influence and authority. And so we have that responsibility. You have that responsibility to teach and to show others behind us that are coming behind us. Those that are children, those that are young in the faith, those that are babes in Christ, those that, you know, who are watching our lives. Cause sometimes we don't know people are watching our lives, but they are, we are being watched. <laughs> We're being watched with the things that we do, the things that we don't do, the things that we say, the things that we don't say a lot of who we are and how we conduct ourselves is being watched. And so we have to make sure that as we are being a place, as we have hold that place of influence and authority in the lives of others, that we are directing them 
back to God. Um, one generation shall praise thy works to another. So we are directing, talking about who God is and talking about what he's done to those behind us, to the other, to another, to a, the generation behind us, that it may be able to be passed down and shall declare thy mighty acts. We shall declare the mighty acts of God. God has done some awesome and some mighty stuff, not just in what we read in the word, but in our actual everyday lives. And so we are responsible for sharing that, for talking about that. Um, and so I'm going to go to my next scripture, which is Psalm 78 verses five through seven it says for he established a testimony in jacob and appointed a law in israel which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children that the generation to come might know them even the children which should be born who should arise and declare them to their children that they might set their hope in god and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And so if we are talking about the establishing, God establishing a testimony in Jacob, if we think about the testimony of that we have about how we came to know Christ, how we came to be saved, what God saved us from, um, that is definitely something that we need to make sure that we are sharing and passing down. I know that um, over the past couple of weeks, we've had the awesome privilege of hearing Pastor Lincoln and Pastor Ivan talk about that chest work, that chest work that we have been, you know, needing to do in our hearts as far as our hearts being inclined to God and our worship and our worshiping of him. And one of the things in the Life Application Wednesday that Pastor Ivan talked about um, this past Wednesday was to stretch our hearts to get back in touch with where God brought us from. That is our testimony. That is what he's done for us, how he's delivered us, how he's changed us. And we know our nature has changed now that we have received Christ and God has done a mighty work. I don't know about you, but I know he's done a mighty work in me. Amen. And so that is, you know, even on yesterday, because um, we are at our home, we are <laughs> having a family Bible study on Saturdays. And so, um, I was sharing with my sons um, the testimony about how I got saved. Um, and I grew up in going to church. Um, I grew up in a very traditional Baptist church. And so there wasn't a lot of, I wasn't exposed to a lot of the fullness of God or the spirit of God, things like that. I just knew the Holy Spirit was part of the Trinity. <laughs> and that was about it as far as my experience with him. Um, and so I never, I will never forget. Um, I was, it was the start of the, my last semester of school and college. And, you know, the professors were asking how your summer went and, you know, we were, everybody was just going around talking about, you know, what they did, things and things of that nature. And there was a guy in my class who just started just testifying about his, him getting saved over the summer and what God has been, has done in him. And, it, it was like I never heard it before. Like, like I said, I grew up in church. I knew what the guy knew what the gospel said, but it's it was like brand new to my ears, and just it just captivated me. I knew I was strong with my sons. I knew in hearing him talk about God and hearing him the passion and the fervor that he was talking about it. I knew that it was for me. <laughs> I knew that was my time to to give my life to Christ. I 
had mentioned to them how I used to cry myself to sleep at night as a child, like for years. I cried. I didn't know if he heard. I didn't know if God heard me or not, <laughs> but I was crying like I needed help. I needed answers, different things that were going on in my life, like the pain that I felt. I just at night, I would just cry. I would cry until I would go to sleep. And I knew in that it's just and just like that in that moment as i heard those words it just penetrated my spirit and i knew that that was my answer that the miraculous understanding that god gave me in that moment i knew that what i was hearing was the answer to my cries all those years i knew that it was time it was like god reaching his hand down like this is the help that you've been looking for this is what you've been needing this is what you've been missing and it moved me to tears talking about it yesterday. I will never forget, I will never forget that. Like, like the God that I've been crying to that was hoping heard me, heard me and answered me and, and met me and in all in that moment. And so that began my, my journey in my life with him. Like I got saved and my life has never been the same. That was 23 years ago. <laughs> and I remember it like it was yesterday. I will never forget. Um, what God has had done for me like that was very major for me like like I said I, I just I was going through a lot you know and so I didn't know how to get it out and I just I cried for help and he answered and so that's those are the things that people need to hear those are the because sometimes people just crying and they're hoping that there's a God that's listening they're hoping that's a God that's there and when he comes and he reveals himself and he lets you know that he's heard you and that he's help, he's come to help you life-changing <laughs> life-changing things and so those testimonies those things that god has done people need to hear that it helps us also in our connection with him it helps us stay connected as we're talking as we're rehearsing things because that is how the law was passed down before it was written it was told to the next generation it was told and as you as we talk about who he is and as we tell our testimonies and our stories it is life it's life to us it brings you know it reminds us it brings us into remembrance of who he is it's in the rehearsal and it's in the remembrance that that fire continues to burn and we stay connected to who god is and what he's done and so that is part of our responsibility that we make them known to our children not just our and if you don't have children that you have personally had like those that are in your life your your nieces your nephews like those that you know are a part of the body of christ those are the children that are a part of the ministry that you attend and that you go to like these are we need to hear all of that all of what god has done because there is there's a spirit in the land y'all <laughs> there's a spirit in the land that wants to diminish him that wants to extinguish him that wants us that wants to put out of the mind put god out of the minds of the people and so like i said it is our responsibility to be able to tell and talk about him to talk about his goodness and that generation to come might know them they might know those testimonies so that they will begin to have an expectation of this god that we have encountered of this god who has made the difference and the changes in our lives of this god who can let me let a person know who's been crying for years let them know that <laughs> he heard you and this is your answer um for the generation to come that might know them even the children which should be born who should 
arise and declare them to their children. So we are not just, we're telling our children these things. We're telling the, the people of God that we're responsible for those that, you know, are, we are discipling and ministering to and helping to raise up in the gospel and the things of God. We're responsible for telling them the, those things. So not only so that it can impact their lives, right? So they can have an expectation of God so they can be looking for him so they can connect with him themselves so that they can begin to know him. I was trained to know about him, right? I was trained to go to the house of God. <laughs> I was trained to get up and go to church on Sundays. Like that is something that was passed down to me, right? But I just didn't never know about having that relationship with God. And so as I have encountered him and have grown and learned about having a relationship with God and the fullness of God and the fullness of the spirit of God in my life, I'm making sure that I am showing, teaching that and showing that to my children and the children that are, you know, I am responsible for as I am <laughs> the children's pastor in Jesus name. Um, those that I co-labor with to teach and impart and, you know, instill who God is and who he, what he can do in their lives so that they may in part tell their children and the children that, and the people that they encounter because the gospel and who God is and our relate a relationship with him is not just to be held to oneself. <laughs> that would be very selfish. God did not just come. He did come to save us, right? But he came to save the entire world. And so in order for that to happen, we have to tell other people, <laughs> we have to be able to share that we have to be able to, you know, let him know and let others know about who he is and what he can do and the overturning of the successes that the enemy has had in one's life up until the point where they encounter him. <laughs> Amen. Um, said that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandment. We want them, we want to perpetuate that. We want to perpetuate hope in God. Hallelujah. There's so much that the world wants us to put our hope in and put our time in and put our money in, hoping that those things will bring to fruition certain things that we're looking for, things that solutions, answers, resolve. But we know, we know that only God can bring that true resolve, that true peace, that true understanding. Um, and not forget the works of God. We don't want those things to be forgotten. I don't want it to be forgotten how God encountered me, how God met me, how, you know, I went, I went to dinner with the gentleman that shared the word with me. And as I was leaving the restaurant, like some, some people I did not, I never, people I never met <laughs> prophesied to me. <laughs> like God just, it was a full on encounter with God. Like I'd never experienced prophecy before. Like they were telling me it's husband and a wife. I will never forget them speaking to me and them telling me it's almost like they picked up the conversation that I was having with the guy at the table. Like <laughs> they picked right up and were just, they were just talking to me about how God said that he was going to give me everything that I ever longed for and wanted. Like, and God has made, he's been true to his word. <laughs> he's been true to his word. And I just, you know, that is an awesome and mighty work of God. Like salvation in and of itself is an awesome and a mighty work of God. So we, you know, we have to tell and talk about that, right? But we're also talking about the, that, the work that he's done in us, the work that he's done in our lives, the works of God, that which we can see, 
those outward things when we see we look at creation we look at the mountains we look at the sky the beauty of the sunset those things works of god right also those inward things that we know that he's done in us those things our heart being changed our mindsets being changed our perception being different as we learn how to praise and worship god and put ourselves in the posture of you know, honoring him, those things that he does on the inside of us, but keep his commandments, which is, you know, what we have learned about being obedient, obeying, which is, as Pastor Lincoln has shared with us, and as we have definitely heard through this part of the sermon series, is the highest form of worship, our obedience, keeping his commandments, doing the things that he has told us to do, those things that we find in the word of God, and those things that he deals with us as individuals about the the collective word of the collective will of god and though that individualized tailored will of god that he has for each and one of our lives being obedient to those things if there is one thing that we have to learn throughout this part of the series is that after we worship after we lay prostrate or after we cry our tears because you know sometimes talking to talking to God about who he is and who he's been to us can can definitely evoke an emotional reaction <laughs> you know um crying before him you know being just spending that time in his presence but after that is over you get up and you live like you know who you just worshiped you live like he is who he is <laughs> you live he's worthy of that obedient life he's worthy of our of us giving up of ourselves for him for what he wants for us that part us being the willing participants in the divine exchange we've taken on the life that he has for us okay amen <laughs> um and i'm going to um my next set of scriptures which is where i believe god will have us to to abide a little bit today um those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Okay. Those things which ye have both learned. Learn. It means to gain knowledge or understanding of or skill in by study instruction or experience so there are some things that we have learned based on watching those that are our leader watching those that lead us watching our leaders watching you know people that things that people are learning watching us <laughs> there's things that get there's a knowledge to be gained there's a knowledge of who god is to be gained and so we are responsible for giving out that knowledge and there's also responsibility of those that are on the learning end to gain that knowledge, to receive that knowledge. Um, the To gain knowledge or understanding of a skill in by study, instruction, or experience. So we're studying the word of God. We're being, we're being instructed um, through by the by and through the word of God, but we're also have that experience, the experience of our leaders, the experience of those that we get to watch and are and those that are watching us, right? Um, and sometimes we're not always 
excited about learning. <laughs> if you think about what school was like for you, I think about what school was like for me. I was not always excited about what there was to learn. And that's okay. We don't, it's, it's not about how you feel about it, right? But it's just the, it's the discipline of still learning. It's the discipline of gaining that knowledge. We're supposed to really be able to gain and learn how to live this life. It's something that we have, and in the 23 years that I have had, I've learned a lot. <laughs> I have learned a lot, but there's still way more things to learn. This is an ever learning, it's a learning continuum. It's not just, okay, I've learned this and I don't need to learn anything else. Or I've learned how to discipline my tongue so I don't need to ever learn or experience or do that again. Like there's different levels to it. So I've, I've learned to do it at, that, at one particular level. So, okay, now it's time to learn to do it at another level. There's many different things to learn <laughs> as a believer. There's many different things to learn as a child of God, to learn as a minister, to learn as a pastor, to learn as a prophet. There's many things to learn, right? And so, like I said, it's not always going to be an excitement about learning. I wasn't always excited about learning. The children I encounter at school <laughs> throughout the day, they're not always excited <laughs> about what it is that they're learning. But it goes beyond the, the responsibility that we have to learn goes beyond how we feel about it. It's when you, that, that maturity starts to kick in. Okay, I don't necessarily feel like learning, but God, you want to teach me something. The people that you put in my life want to teach me something. I'm going to learn these things. <laughs> if we want to grow, if we want to be better, we're going to want to have to learn, right? We're going to have to learn. Also, um, received. So those things which you have both learned and received, receive to assimilate through the mind or senses so we're we're learning by what we are studying being instructed by the experiences that we have as we learn but also through our our mind our brain the things that we're learning in our brain also to take that word assimilate means to take into the mind and thoroughly understand there's a thorough understanding about worship that God desires for us to have. There's a thorough understanding that God would have us to have about, about praise, about prayer, about deliverance. There's a thorough understanding, right? So that's why a lot of the time that certain things are repeated or we hear a word and then we hear another version of that word and we hear different you know, hear similar things because God wants us to have a thorough understanding. Um, it's highly unlikely to hear something one time or to look at it one time and to thoroughly understand it. <laughs> we have to be exposed to it many times. We have to hear it. We have to, there's many different types of learning. You learn by moving, you learn by doing, you learn by hearing, you learn by seeing. All of these things, God takes these things in consideration. <laughs> he knows who he's dealing with. He knows his personnel. He knows who it is that is trying to be taught. 
right? Some of us are very distracted. Some of us, you know, it takes us learning something, hearing something many times in order for us, for in order for it to be knowledge to us, in order for it to be something that we implement or apply once we've heard it. We've heard it enough times, we begin to apply it. God knows exactly who we are and how we are, which is why the thoroughness is necessary. That continued learning, that continued teaching. And so there's, you know, those of us that have been anointed to teach, to help people to learn and receive and hear and things like that. Those things are, is, that is important, you know, for us to have patience. It takes patience on both ends. It takes patience for the teacher and it takes patience for those being taught because we can talk we and we it's important for us to teach and to pass down right these things but it's also important for those that are in that place to have that word to not just treat it as garbage right not to treat not to stomp on you know casting pearls before swine like that makes me think about that like we can't be the swine stomping all the pearls and not knowing what it is that we have been given. Uh, we have to understand that there are certain principles that God wants us to receive and to learn and to know. And we have to come outside of ourselves because sometimes like I've heard that, I've seen that, but if you're seeing it and hearing it again, it could be to boost your thorough understanding. <laughs> Like God does not waste words. God does not waste time. God is not having us to talk about something for three months at a time just for us to be able to say, oh, that was great and just put it away. No, it's a, it's a thorough, it's a thoroughness to this. It is an intentionality behind what it is that he's doing and what it is that we are in turn supposed to be doing as we learn and receive and heard here heard is to gain knowledge of by hearing to listen to with attention okay so those are for those those auditory learners right you hear it you we come you know to hear the word wednesday sunday devotion almost every day <laughs> we come to hear the word those that are of us that are auditory learners we are able to apply based on how many if we hear the word and we hear it we have to sometimes we have to hear it multiple times that's because you know sometimes we have to hear it because we were, were distracted the first time we heard it or when we listened to it again we heard something that we didn't hear the last time you know there's different reasons why we need to continue to hear is part of that thoroughness. God is trying to build that thoroughness in us. So if we missed it the first time, when you hear it again, you got you caught it, but you also caught something else. It's important for us to hear and hear again and hear again <laughs> and hear again. Because you may have gotten it at year one or year 15 or year 20 or how many ever years you've been <laughs> in this thing, right? But there's there's like I said, it's a con it's a continuum of learning. We learn until we go to be with him. <laughs> there's always something to learn with the Lord. Okay. There's always something to know, learn, experience. And so 
we have to make sure that even though we are, if you are in the position of being a person that is teaching, you also have to be a person that is able to learn, being an eternal student, if you will. Um, and seen. Seen is to perceive by the eye, to perceive the meaning or importance of. So we see those, we watch the lives of those that are in our lives. We watch, as, as children watch parents to learn how to do things. We watch our spiritual leaders. We watch our, you know, supervisors at work. We're always, we're watching to see what, how to learn, to perceive by the eye, to perceive the meaning or importance of things by looking at them. And like I said, sometimes we teach what not to do. <laughs> People see our lives and they are able to learn and receive and hear and see what not to do because we haven't always had it together, right? Those of us that are in the place in the, of leadership, we are human beings and we are, you know, we're learning. We, are, we also are learning. Even as we are teaching, we are learning how to submit, continue to submit to God. Like once you've submitted, it's not like, a, okay, I'm submitted and I'm done. It's a continual submission. It's a continual, you know, humbling of yourself. It's a continual, you know, being in a place of being teachable, to be taught. Um, and so sometimes people are watching us and they're watching what not to do. They're also watching what to do in the midst of situations and circumstances. And we have to be able to be, our lives are open to a certain extent there's there's things that people need to be able to see how we handle different situations how we handle you know different things that may transpire as far as how to handle you know prayer how to handle you know praise worship deliverance those types of things like people being able to need to be able to see those things be done and to do <laughs> do means to bring to pass, perform, execute. So you're not just gaining all this just to have it, right? We're not just gaining all of this knowledge and listening to all of these things, watching, seeing, hearing, perceiving, thoroughly understanding just to have it. Because sometimes we like to learn things. We like to know things. But we're, it's not just for us to know and to sit. It's for us to do. <laughs> God is learning, looking for us to do these things. We're passing things down in order for it to be done, right? We want our are those after us to do the will of God. We want those after us to, to learn and to know how to worship. We want those coming behind us to know how to praise, to know how to interact with the word. We want them to do the things. <laughs> God doesn't want us to just be in a place of teaching these things, those of us that are teaching, those of us that are showing, those of us that are, you know, in a place of of authority or in a place of you know being watched we're not just supposed to be those things we're all supposed to do it too we can't just have a good talk game <laughs> we got to do it too we got to walk the talk <laughs> we have to be able to do it okay it's not enough just to get up here and for me to teach this morning right i need to be able to do these things as well <laughs> this that that you we begin to want if we're only doing these things just to teach and not to do it in our lives it, the potential to become a hypocrite becomes higher right 
you're just putting on, you're just showing and just telling, but not doing. And that's not what this is about. <laughs> that's not what the intention of God is, is for us. It's a constant, it's for, it's for all of us, us bringing it, bringing generations up and bringing, you know, a people up in the things of God is not just for them. It's also for us as we talk about it, as we talk about our testimony, we're reminded and we're, you know, we're supposed to, it helps to get us back on fire. Cause sometimes when you're doing this, it, we just kind of just become complacent and we become lukewarm at times. We just, it's just going through the motions of it. Especially, you know, if, like I said, if you, if you're, if you've been in this thing a while, <laughs> sometimes you have, we have the tendency to get stagnant, right? It's just the, you know, nature of, of people. And, you know, that's something that we were talking about with our sons yesterday when we were talking to them. Like, this is the things that they've grown up around and seen. It's just commonplace for them. They know about, you know, the spirit of God coming and taking over the service. <laughs> and the, sometimes the person not being even, even being able to preach or teach because the, spirit, the presence of God and the spirit of God is so heavy. They know about deliverance. They've seen sheets go up. They hear, you know, demons getting cast out. They we've talked to them about what it was like when they were little and they had to go out of the service when people got delivered and things like that like there it's like it's commonplace to them it's like okay just like for me like when i go into church so it's like okay you know this is just what we do but god wants it to be life to us he wants to have us to have an encounter he doesn't want it just to be going through the motions or just you know the monotony of you know church it's not what is this is just supposed to be. It's a lifestyle. It is a relationship. It is, we are active participants in this, right? We're active partners with, you know, with one another to move forward in doing the will, the will of God. Because worship is a part of the will of God. Praise, prayer, all of that is a part of the will of God. And so we have to be able to teach those after us as we do it <laughs> they're teaching they're listening to us but they're also like i said watching and if we're not doing they what are they able to see right we have to be we have to make sure that we are actively doing things <laughs> in jesus name we should always be in the posture and position to learn to be teachable we need to be teachable okay i'm going to james four and six it says but he giveth more grace wherefore he saith god resisteth the proud but giveth grace to the humble and so we can we have a tendency sometimes to become prideful if you've learned a lot and you've gained a lot and being a part of the ministry that we've been a part of we've learned a lot <laughs> i've learned a lot <laughs> about the presence of god about the power of god about the word, like the way that the word comes forth, the revelation that God gives, we've learned a lot of things. So we have to make sure that, and that we're not becoming prideful with this, the knowledge that we've gained. There's a spiritual pride that wants to come and rest upon the people of God. Because we're, we've, like I said, we've learned certain things. We've seen deliverance. We've participated in deliverance. We've performed <laughs> deliverance. And so, that pride wants to come and like, you got, like, you got this, like you've done this. 
there's nothing else you know that the devil would try to trick us to make us feel like there's nothing else for us to learn which is just absolutely not true <laughs> it's not true there's many 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 things to learn many 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 things to learn and understand like there's so much that god has it wants to progress and reveal to us those new things that he's doing but we cannot lose sight of that which we have already been taught that which we have already learned like those are those are the foundational things we cannot lose the foundation because of the new things that we're going to learn we cannot become prideful we cannot become stagnant complacent stale because so it doesn't matter that we've done this or if you've been doing this a long time it is a small i don't even know what to call it it's a small thing right for me to have been saved for 23 years right <laughs> to have a mind to want him and to continue to want him <laughs> for these 23 years it is not a light thing right but it's not the end it's not the end of it because it's just 23 like i plan to continue to live <laughs> that is my you know i plan to continue to grow and live and so i can't just say oh i've been saved for 23 years and just stop at the 23 like next year is going to be 24 and then 25 like and there's many things to learn i have no, i have not arrived right the more knowledge that we've been entrusted with the more that we've learned it should it should humble us it should cause us to be in a place of humility the more that we learn about god we learn the more the more we learn about us and how much we need him how much of how much trouble we will be in <laughs> if we didn't have him right that's what more knowledge of him and getting closer to him should bring about but like i said that pride is tricky pride comes in even in the smallest of the things like i could there could be a pride about me haven't been saved for 23 years <laughs> you know but i definitely there's i've like i said i've learned some things but there's a lot more a lot more to learn and so that pride keeps us from break from being able to continue to be taught and receive but he giveth more grace grace is that 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 room and that space that god gives us to grow to change like he gives more of that to those that are humble to be of a low degree lowly right and it's best i've learned over time <laughs> it is best to humble yourself it is a less of a painful process to humble the self as opposed to God coming to do it. <laughs> it starts with that resistance. Like it is more difficult to learn and grow when you're a place of when you're in a place of pride and being resisted by God. Like there's you're is it's almost like debilitating <laughs> because he's not gonna allow you to prosper and grow in a pride like you're going to be resisted like we don't want to be that we don't want to be resisted we want to be have that grace he gives grace to the humble we have to bring ourselves to that low degree that low place like i have i have not arrived we have not arrived though we've been doing this as long as we have or even if you have just gotten saved you know there's there, there's no room for pride 
Pride slows the process down. Pride hinders. <laughs> Pride hinders. Humility permits. <laughs> Humility helps you to progress, to move forward, to grow, to have that grace given to you where God is, okay, you are humbling yourself. Let me teach you this. Let me show you this because you want to learn. When we stop being in a place of wanting to learn, there should be alarm bells going off. Like that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem if we don't want to learn, if we don't want to teach or if we don't want to learn. Because like I said, we're always in a place of teaching, even though we may not always feel like that, but because there's, there's people watching us, right? There's people looking at our lives. There's people that want to emulate what they see. They see a difference about you. They see that, you know, the anointing or they don't, sometimes people don't recognize that that's what it is, but it's the anointing that is resting upon your lives and they want to emulate. They want to know what it is, why you're different, how you're different. People are watching <laughs> and we're teaching even with what we do. You know, God was dealing with me about how much of a teacher I am. <laughs> I'm teaching what I'm not trying to teach. <laughs> I'm just trying to go about my business, live my life, how I handle situations, how, how I handle situations, how I handle people, how I handle God and his people. I'm teaching. We, I, we, if you are a believer, people are watching if you're not like going along with the crowd, because lots of people say that they're like Pastor Lincoln and Pastor Ivan were talking about in the last couple of weeks. Like people say that they're Christians all the time. But there's, where's the, where is the sanctification? Where is the set apartness that we're supposed to have? We're not supposed to be like the world. We're not supposed to operate like the world does, right? There's got to be a difference. There's supposed to be a difference. And so when you begin to show and have that difference, people take notice, people take notice of it because I'll speak from, for me. I work with a lot of people, right? <laughs> that say that they're believers, but sometimes, you know, their, 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 their lives, their actions aren't different <laughs> than the world's actions and speech and things. And I notice that I know that I carry myself differently. Like I don't use profanity, right? There's custom cussing saints in the land right? <laughs> but I don't. And people know that I don't. And because in many times and many conversations where people have, I don't. And so they know that there's a difference and people will like, people will apologize <laughs> to me <laughs> when they start using a whole bunch of bad words, right? Um, I've never said, Hey, don't use those words around me. <laughs> But they know I don't. So they know that there's a difference and they know that, okay, let me, let me, let me try to, let me try to rein it in a little bit because <laughs> I know you don't, and I know you don't want to be subject to all this. So let me just try to, let me try to be different, to, to, to rein it in. Right. That, that is proof of the evidence of my, of the difference that God is using me to make. And so, like I said, I mean, we're, in, we're always in a place of teaching whether we feel like we are or not. That's why we have to handle our, you know, conduct ourselves according to the word of God. Uh, we have to conduct ourselves like the word of God governs our lives. <laughs> like the word of God is governing us and we are subject to it. And we have that 
teachability, that teachability and that humility that we are humble. I'm going to my last scripture <laughs> in Jesus name, Proverbs 22 and four by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Humility and the fear of the Lord. If we are showing that, if we are, that's, that's something else that we are teaching. We're teaching humility. We need to be teaching humility to those of us, to those that are looking at us and looking at our lives. You know, I know that my children have learned a lot <laughs> about life with God by looking at my life. And I have not always, I haven't always met the mark. I haven't always, you know, held that bar. But I work, we're, it's, we're all a work in progress. Like they can see the changes that have been made in my life. They see, you know, me me working out my salvation. They see the work of the salvation in my life. They see that. They know that. Um, and as people watch, as people are close to us and people, the responsibility that we have to the generations behind, behind us to teach and show them how to, how to have humility, how to be humble, to humble ourselves, to fear God with the way that we approach him, with the way that we live before him, to honor him, to revere him with our obedience, with our submission to him. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches. Those riches are not, it's not talking just about the wealth and the things that we can amass and acquire to ourselves. But the blessing, when we think about how people blessed those after them, we think about Jacob, we think about Isaac, we think about those that blessed and gave and to the next generation it was their words it was the, the blessing was the words that they spoke over them those are the things that truly count not saying that riches that god does not want to give those things to us but they have their place right but there's never not as pertinent as the word of god is supposed to be to us like the riches are what they are <laughs> we operate and we use money in this life is a part of the system in which we operate and live and god you know blesses according to how he wants us to promote the kingdom it's part of the reason that we are able to gain and to amass and to acquire it's not just for us to have it and to show it off not to bro operate in pride in those things but to to give to sow into the kingdom for the advancement of the kingdom of god because god knows that things were run on money and dollars <laughs> in this world right but those those blessings those things that are spoken those things that are passed down those are riches and honor and life these things are what we should make sure that we are showing others behind us how to do how to honor god how to have life the life that christ came to give us life and it more abundantly with our we're not just because we're here 
we're in the world, but we're not of it. We are supposed to be connected to the kingdom of God, perpetuating the kingdom and kingdom principles and kingdom things to those that are watching our life, to the generations that we are, have, have a direct impact on the lives of the, of the lives of those that are coming behind us. And that is what I want to encourage us with on today as we have the generations coming behind us, those that are looking, those that are watching, those that, you know, have to do this one day, <laughs> those that will teach, those that will preach, those that will prophesy, those that will establish, you know, houses of God for God. We are responsible for showing them the way that and showing them how to connect with God that they may have their own personal relationship with him, that they may be able to worship him in spirit and in truth, that they may be able to move forward and to teach those that are coming after them because we want to perpetuate generational blessings and being able to worship is a blessing. <laughs> it blesses our lives. It is, it is, for God, but we benefit from it so much in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in and please make sure to visit us at churchatphila.com for more podcasts and ways to connect with us on social to like, subscribe, follow, and share content as it comes along. Special thanks to those who give in so many ways to this ministry. We could not do any of this without you. And if you want to give or be a part, visit churchatphila.com forward slash give for more information. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.